Good afternoon. I'm Tim Swindle, director of the Lunar and Planetary Laboratory at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today for a conversation about Zika virus and related topics is Casey Ernst, an associate professor of epidemiology at the University of Arizona. Casey, thanks for coming in and sharing your research with us. Thank you very much for having me. You're working on trying to figure out how bad Zika is going to be in the United States. Isn't that right? That's correct. So I worked with collaborators at the National Center for Atmospheric Research, and one of the sort of first cuts that we're trying to do is to understand when and where the vector populations are the highest across the United States, as well as look at other factors like where people might be coming in more likely from, from countries where Zika virus is being transmitted, as well as other things like poverty, which could affect vector human contact. What are the areas in the U.S. where Zika is most likely to show up or to be a problem? So our assessment indicates that probably southern Florida and southern Texas are the highest risk areas. This is for multiple reasons. One, they have the climate that supports a longer uh, seasonality for Aedes aegypti there. In addition, there have been locally acquired cases of dengue and chikungunya, which are transmitted by the same mosquitoes in those specific areas as well. So those are some reasons why we think that those are going to be some of the hotspots. And you mentioned Aedes aegypti. Could you explain why that's important to the Zika story? Yeah, so Aedes aegypti is the mosquito that is sort of known to transmit Zika most commonly. Arizona has Aedes aegypti. Um, Aedes aegypti are a little distinctive in that they have black and white striped legs. They're also the ones that kind of dart around. They're really hard to kill, um, and they will feed around your ankles and feet most commonly in the morning and in the evening. What are the chances of people getting Zika if they get a mosquito bite? It's very low to none. It depends on where you are. If you're sitting out on your patio in Arizona, currently we don't have any locally acquired cases of Zika virus, so you're probably going to be okay in terms of Zika. Now, West Nile is a concern for individuals here in Arizona, and every year we do have West Nile transmission, which is transmitted by a different mosquito, the Culex mosquito. So even if you don't have to worry about Zika right now, you still have to worry about the potential for West Nile. So put on a little bit of a bug repellent. That's right. That's right. You mentioned that one of the things that you are looking into is things like poverty and lifestyle. How does that affect the transmission of Zika? It can affect it in in many different ways. So if you have, imagine a neighborhood that doesn't have as many resources or support in terms of clearing and cleaning up empty lots, waste, being able to remove disposable containers or empty tires. So one potential factor is that in areas where you have less resources, you may have more waste, which is where the Aedes aegypti can lay their eggs and those can develop. So that's one issue. Another issue is vector human contact. So if you have a lot of mosquitoes around, if you have houses that don't have screens or don't have um, on their doors or windows, they can access people more readily. Uh, So anytime you have a more permeable housing structure, there's more uh, relationship between the mosquito and the human. Is the anticipation that the Zika problem will be as bad in the U.S. as it is in Brazil at the moment, for example? I would venture to say no, that it won't be. Um, This is because obviously we do have some of those social factors that help us be a little bit 
more isolated from mosquitoes and mosquito populations. In addition, we're sort of at the northern boundary and northern edge of Aedes aegypti's range, and so the climatic factors are unsuitable for a fair portion of the year for Aedes aegypti populations. And so you'd have to have very perfect storm where you'd have the virus introduced into the mosquito population, the mosquito population would have to be relatively high, and you'd have to have that interaction with the susceptible people. So it requires many factors to be in place. And so while we may have locally acquired outbreaks, I'm going to venture to say that they're not going to be as widespread or as, as large as what we're seeing in places like Brazil. And Zika is not always a terrible disease. That's very true. So the people who are most at risk are those who are pregnant or who are thinking about becoming pregnant. And individuals who are sort of healthy adult populations or even child populations, about 80 percent, 75 to 80 percent of people are asymptomatic. So they don't even show signs or symptoms. Would you go to the Olympics in Rio? So myself personally, yes, I would go to the Olympics. Um, a couple of factors would make me say that. One is that I am done having children and I am not planning or want to have any more. And I think that's probably one of the biggest um, risk groups would be women that are pregnant or are becoming pregnant. I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory. And this has been Arizona Science. You can hear this and other Arizona Science conversations by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.